0: Hey everybody, it's Drags. It's Wednesday, December 11th. Time for episode 328 of Patriot's Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com. Follow us, as always, on Twitter, at PatriotsCLNS. Today, I welcome an old friend, Mo Egger, and he works for the following, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati, 700-WLW, a true powerhouse that yours truly grew up listening to, uh, ESPN Radio, Fox Sports Ohio, and The Athletic. Your colleague, Mo uh, Paul Daner, Jr., at, uh, <laughs> broke the story uh, Tuesday morning about the eight minutes of video being focused on the Bengals' sideline. What did you think of the story when it broke? I was
1: just kind of amused. When it first broke... Um which was during Zach Taylor's press conference, was, was, the, was the first that uh, many of us had, had heard about it. And it was at the end of his press conference, which is at, you know, 10 till 3 on Monday. It was uh, something brought up to him by the team's color guy, Dave Lapham. And so uh, I first heard it, I, I really had no idea what, uh, what was being referenced. And then you know Nobody I kind of read Nobody. the yeah no I and mean, then so then I I kind of you know just we were on the air we go on the air right after those press conferences so in in the process of just trying to figure out what 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 they were talking about I I read just some of the surface level stuff and my instant reaction was amusement because why would you have to spy on the Cincinnati Bengals oh. I mean <laughs> you know I mean so. You know, I, I, I got to be honest with you, I didn't really think that much of it b- because, you know, from a Cincinnati Bengals perspective, there's so many other important things that, okay, if a team is is spying on you, that, that's, that certainly adds a layer to the season, but this has been a nightmare. They're 1-12, it's going to be, you know, obviously the fourth consecutive year where they haven't made the playoffs. Um, They brought back a team um, that wasn't very good last year. Their first-round draft choice never stepped on the field this season. Their best player, A.J. Green, never stepped on the field this season. They've got big decisions to make about uh, quarterback. The, the, the coaching change, which many people wanted for years and years and years and years, certainly hasn't paid immediate dividends. So I just kind of slid it under this pile of just stuff that the Bengals have to deal with and Bengals fans are are kind of confronted with. And then I, you know, I, I, obviously knew about Spygate. I followed that story closely. Saw what some people were saying about how, well, you know, kind of Patriots protocol is if you, uh, if you get caught doing something and you're videotaping, say it's craft productions or you're making a film or a documentary. And then I, I just got to thinking and there's, I guess there's, there's, there's two different schools of thought that I have because I, I'm not, Really sure what to make of this. I think in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't bother me that much as a football fan. The first part is, are, are they really that desperate? The New England Patriots of Brady and Belichick and nine Super Bowl appearances, you know, this millennium and the defending Super Bowl champions, are they really that desperate and are they really that stupid? to have a guy in the press box where there's all sorts of people walking around, all sorts of club employees, NFL employees, are they really that stupid and are they really that desperate? And and, and then there's a part of me that goes, you know what, these 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 franchises, in particular this one, will right. will go to any length to win. The the punishment for spygate in the grand scheme of things, I certainly understand it was it was harsh, but this isn't college football where you vacate wins or you get kicked out of bowl games or or things like that. So what's really to preclude a team from doing something like this? And it required you know a, a degree of serendipity where the guy sets up immediately in front of you know. Remember the Bengals were on the road on Sunday. Immediately in front of a Bengals staffer. Well, how many Bengals staffers are in the press box at a road game? Probably not that many. So. I, I'm I'm still kind of trying to wrap my brain around what happened. I read uh, my buddy Paul Daner's story, you know, and what he wrote about the the eight minutes of video that uh, apparently is is of the the Bengal sideline. Th- this to me shouldn't be that hard to dig into. I, I got to thank you for your Roger Goodell. Um, you want to interview the person who was caught filming. You want to interview a couple of particulars with the Patriots. You want to interview the person that caught the the Patriots employee filming, and then you look at the videotape and. I think at that point, it's pretty easy to kind of determine what was in play here. But yeah, it, it was from my instant reaction what had less really to do with the Bengals and more sort of a, huh, them again. Okay. Well, let's get back to the one and 12 season we're dealing with here.
0: So when I heard on uh, the Patriots flagship station here in Boston, uh, 98 five, um, the sports hub, uh, when I heard Lap ask the question, the report, you know, the, the talent here didn't recognize Lap's voice. I'm like, oh no. I, I, immediately, I was driving up 495 back to my house, uh, from an event, from actually a New England revolution MLS event, uh, down, uh, right just south of, uh, Gillette Stadium. They were opening a new training facility. And as soon as I heard Lap's voice and I heard the question, I, I immediately went, Oh no, here we freaking go again. And I text the guys and I said, look, this isn't just some reporter who is, you know, throwing a rumor against the wall. It was Dave Lapham. And the reason I texted them and I tweeted it out is because you have to understand if Lap under, uh, knows this and is being fed this, it came from inside the Bengals. To me, that was the essence as the story was breaking of understanding where this story was coming from.
1: yeah th- there is there is not a human being more connected to the cincinnati bengals than Dave Lapp. in, in fact uh, i i i would venture to say there are not many people in laps position he has been the you know he has been identified with this franchise going back to 1974 as a player and really ever since he retired as a broadcaster uh, he is somebody that has a ton of credibility with the audience he is an employee of the franchise but he's not a show for the franchise i, I would imagine there are a few who have his job in the NFL that are as plugged in to, to what's happening. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This wasn't nothing nothing against uh, the, the men and women who, who, who cover this team on a daily basis. Sure, this, sure. Wasn't, this wasn't a, a newspaper beat reporter. This, this wasn't somebody from a website. This wasn't some rando on Twitter, you know, throwing something out there that somebody ran with. This is the most plugged-in person to this organization. If Dave Lapham says it, you know, I, I always, we, we do this all the time on the air where we, we read between the lines of the things that Dave Lappin says on broadcast because you can usually get a pretty good indication of, you know, what the organization might think about a player or a coach or that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, he, he's got the, the gravitas to be able to, you know, first of all, go into a press conference and ask that question. But, but again, it was, it was, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I, I saw nothing in, in any of the post game coverage that, uh, suggested that anything like this was brewing there was nothing on monday you know we were spending most of the day focusing on on the game itself and getting ready to talk about the patriots coming to town after watching them against kansas city and you know obviously here everybody's focused on the draft so you know th- this this was from Alvin um, for, for us obviously not for lap and then you, know, um, you and I'm sure many of your listeners read what, what Paul wrote about what, what apparently is, is on that tape. He is uh, referring to a, a source who Paul, who is as good as they, they come, uh, has seen the tape. And, you know, it, it, it apparently shows uh, the Bengals sideline. And I, 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 I again, I, I kind of view this less from the lens of the Bengals and, and more just, you know, through the lens of God, how stupid can you be if, if you're the Spygate team? Um, could, could, could you no really question, be that no, dumb? No. Could you really be that dumb? And
0: they're not uh, that dumb. And not to cut you off, Mo, <laughs> but yeah. the football. I think it's very important to draw the distinction. And Belichick knew this right away, and he said it on WEEI, uh, the other sports station in town. He immediately addressed it and said this had nothing to do with football ops, and he's trying to distance himself and yes i understand that in that espn story i believe 2015 um, there was the report that you know patriots uh employees uh were told that if you get caught make sure you tell them you you know you're filming something for craft right. productions or something or whatever but I, there is no way 0.0 chance that Belichick had anything to do with this and the reason is he understands the um, perspective and he understands uh the optics of this story that are it's going to drive this story and now he's got to deal with this crap heading into a game in which look I mean there's no sure thing but this is a game that the Patriots should have in their back pocket. (laughs) But if you, for for some reason, go in and crap your pants in Cincinnati and don't take care of business, they are likely to be tied with the Buffalo Bills. And they not only could lose a first-round bye, they may hit the road in the playoffs as soon as the playoffs start if they don't take care of business against the Bengals. My long-winded way of saying here, Mo, is there is no chance – in my estimation, I've known Belichick dating back to his days in Cleveland when I covered him, uh, you know, in Canton, Ohio and he was head coach of the Browns. There's no way he is this stupid to have been reprimanded the way he was and the organization was, uh, back after Spygate in, in 2007. There's no way this is happening again.
1: Yeah, you're, you're certainly as, as plugged into the New England Patriots as anybody that I know. And, and I, I guess for me, it's, you know, I'll have people say to me, um, you know, a he, these head coaches are control freaks.
0: They in, are. Until
1: it's, until it's convenient for them not to be. And I go, you know, you're, you're right about that. But just think of everything that is on this man's plate. Think of everything that's on the, the plate of an NFL head coach, um, in, in December sending some random guy up uh to film an opposing team sideline is is to me just not under the umbrella of of what a head coach is going to be dealing with um and so and then you add to it the patriots history you you add to it you know you know belichick well you add to it uh bill belichick i i just i i find it hard to believe that you know, Bill Belichick on a, you know, on a, on a Monday morning is ensuring that, okay, hey, this Sunday we're covered for that game in Cleveland so we can go steal the hand signals of the Cincinnati Bengals. I so, I mean, I read, I, I, you know, I, I can, I, I find, I find that to be, you know, totally plausible. I, I, now, again, um, who, who decided, who decided that, you know, if, if they were indeed filming the Bengals, you know, signals uh, on the sideline, is that somebody who's just there and they go, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm going to run to my superiors and go, hey, look what I got. I, I, I don't know. I, you, you could answer that better yeah, than no, I could. I,
0: I am positive, <clears throat> as positive as I could be in my own mind, that um, this was a craft Productions uh, miscue. They informed the Browns. They should have informed the Bengals and the NFL, and then this is a non-story. And m- maybe they were concerned that the Bengals wouldn't have signed off on it, uh, and then the story would have been squashed. But this is a, a story about an advanced scout. I mean, it, it's, it just doesn't seem like it's worth the risk. <laughs> and that's another reason I don't think Belichick would be behind it is because uh, I think Belichick would have squashed it before the Bengals would have is the best way I can put it, Mo, because he always asks, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? And he usually, he he, he usually, or his organizations get into trouble when somebody doesn't run something through him. And then he has to clean up the mess after that's in my experience. That's what the problem has usually been, which is why he more than any football coach I've ever seen is a control freak. He wants to control that so that, a situation like Sunday doesn't take place. Talking with Mo Egger of ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati and the Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at very simply all one word Mo Egger. E-G-G-E-R-1530. Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight or straight bet, parlay, or even tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets. Who will make the college football playoff finals? Who will be the NFL MVP? Get the fastest to market odds. Updates and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Just head on over to betonline.ag today on your mobile device to join and use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back with Mo Egger of ESPN 1530 and The Athletic in the hometown of yours truly, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um... Mo, have you talked to Lap since? Have you had him on your show?
1: I have not, in, in large part because um, I, I didn't work uh, today. Uh, we we did the show on Monday, and uh, my plan is to get Lap on. He and, and the great Dan Horde, who I'm sure many of your listeners are, are very familiar with. Yes, um, they are. They do a show on Wednesday nights. We carry the Bengals games, and it's on immediately after us from 6 to 8 o'clock and uh it's it's really really good. So we we typically do something with uh, one of those two to kind of promote the show in front of us and as you would imagine tomorrow um uh, it will be Dave Lapham. <laughs> so uh, oh, I'm right. interested. They they do um I I thought it was interesting. The, the uh th- there is a show on Monday nights. You you mentioned 700 WLW and it goes back maybe 35 years. It's called Bengals Line. And um uh, you know, it, a show like this exists, I'm, I'm sure, in every NFL market where, you know, maybe it's on a Monday, maybe it's on a different night, it's it's often at an establishment, but it's a three-hour show on the Bengals, and Dave Lapham is one of the co-hosts, and it's funny because uh for the first time th- that I can remember, they, they took the show in-house, and it's now produced during the day at Paul Brown Stadium, whereas it used to be at a local bar, and they'd have players come out, and now it's it's kind of a packaged uh, show that they tape during the day. They get a lot more guests and it runs from six till nine o'clock at night. So that show is on right after me. And, you know, we were sort of, while we were on the air from three to six, uh, kind of walking through, you know, what the story and what we were reading and what we were seeing on Twitter. And um, I listened to Bengals line. I listened to that show um, and, and, it was never referenced. It was never referenced by anybody. Now that show is taped um, throughout the course of Monday. I think they start late Monday morning and they wrap it up before three o'clock when, when Zach Taylor has his press conference and the Patriots were obviously referenced because they are the next opponent. But what lap asked Zach Taylor about and what everybody around the league is writing about. And I'm sure what you guys in Boston are dealing with um, was not brought up. And so I, I thought that was interesting. And now that is a Bengal show. That is a team production that airs on one of our radio stations. So I'm kind of curious as to, you know, how how willing Lap is going to be to talk about it, but at some point you're going to have to, um, if if you're him, because you brought it up. And so I'm curious whether it's with us or whether it's uh on the show that's immediately after us, if uh Lap is is willing to to talk a little bit about, you know, at least this from a um, from a Bengals perspective,
0: well, he would also know what level of concern, or if there was genuine animosity toward the Patriots, um, if there was a confrontation. Um, That—that's what I'd like to know about what actually took place in the press box.
1: Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Was it a simple, you know, tap on the shoulder? Hey, what are you doing? Uh, that thing looks like it's aimed at our. Line, aim it somewhere else, uh, or, or did it get heated? Um, I'm not led to believe that it got physical, but yeah, um, i I'm really interested in the nature of of that. Uh, Paul's piece in the Athletic touched on it a little bit, but really didn't go through, you know, the specifics of how the person that watched the tape that he references got a hold of the videotape, or or what exactly the encounter was like between. The Bengals employee and the Patriots employee. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned before getting getting the permission of the Cleveland Browns. I mean, just the, the the stupidity in in with the NFL. With as as difficult as it is for for maybe not to get credentials, but as 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 much as if you're walking around a press box and no one knows who you are, it's going to raise. The eyebrows of someone. You know, these That's scouts travel point. all over the place. These scouts travel all over the place. You go from one city to the next. Everybody knows each other. I mean, you you cover NFL games every week. Everybody knows each other. Uh, the fact that you wouldn't not only reach out to the Cleveland Browns, but hey – you know, you give whoever is in charge of that kind of thing for the Bengals a heads up and go, hey, we're going to have somebody here. Here's why. Here's the purpose. Maybe the Bengals can block it. Maybe they have uh, no interest in, in blocking it. Maybe they couldn't care. Whatever. Um, How you don't go out of your way, especially if you're really doing something that's completely innocuous, hey, here's someone who's going to be in the press box and just FYI, especially because we're the Spygate team, um, how you don't do that, you know, I... I don't know, and and the other part of it is because, I, and I, I I'm a heck of a lot more so here than I'm sure around the country. You get people who are going, you know, why? Do, including me, why do you have to videotape the Bengals? Well, you know, again, I, I I certainly don't think there's any culpability with Bill Belichick, but if they if you're videotaping the Bengals, you're also videotaping the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, the Buffalo Bills, and the Dallas Cowboys, and I mean. They, it's, I, I, I would find it hard to believe that, however this started, if there was anything in play here that is is beyond, you know, the the rules of competitiveness, it didn't just start with a Bengals Browns game on a Sunday. Um, and so I, I think if if we find out that there is fire where there is smoke. How long has this been going on? Where did it start? What's the extent of it? How much of the Patriots benefited? Who ultimately masterminded it? And and maybe the answer to that question is this was just some rogue employee doing something that he thought would help him with his help him curry favor with the people that he works for. Maybe I don't know, but it it certainly does beg a lot of questions that go beyond just you know the the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Well, I don't even think – w- I initially thought maybe it was some type of rogue situation. I even texted that to somebody, you know, maybe, you know, somebody, <coughs> excuse me, with Craft uh, Productions went rogue and said, oh, I'll, you know, I'll just get this and wink, wink, see if anybody, you know, needs it down the line. I don't even think it was that. I just think that it was uh, carelessness and I think it was a lack of communication uh, between Craft Productions and – um, the Bengals and the NFL, and I, you know, I do think the NFL is going to wind up coming down on them and and giving them some penalty. I don't think. Belichick is going to be penalized in this case, uh, you know, much like the deflate gate uh, situation, because another penalty like that would mean uh, it wouldn't be the death penalty, but he certainly would be knocked out of the league for a year. And at this point of his career, I, don't, I just don't <laughs> think they I don't think they would do that. Right. I, I just don't think that for for what this is about. um I don't think the NFL, when they see the, the video, uh, will come to that conclusion, but who knows? I haven't seen the video, and I, it'd be foolish for me um, to to say for certain I know what's going to happen, because I, I don't. Uh, I also think it's kind of ironic, speaking with Mo Egger of ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati and The Athletic, that um, Mike Reese of ESPN Boston asked, um, and I wanted to ask this question. I said, damn it, that's such a good question for me <laughs> to have asked. Uh, asked Bill Belichick about returning to Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati and obviously uh, Belichick's uh, relationship with the Brown family. Uh, he mentioned Paul Brown, and he also mentioned um, uh, his late son, I believe it was Pete Brown, who, who passed away, I believe, two years ago or within the last couple of years. And uh, the reason I bring this up is if there's any irony to this story, it's the fact that they are headed to – the Patriots are heading to a city where Belichick appreciated the founder of the team as much as the Mara family in New York.
1: Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I have um... – probably about 50 of those NFL network, of football lives on my DVR that I just put on for background noise. And so that they made one about Paul Brown a number of years ago. And obviously here that attracted a lot of interest. Yeah, I Bill Belichick is a Bill Belichick is prominently featured in that talking about Paul Brown. Um, and it's great. And you can you can you can really get a feel for the the admiration and the respect that he had for for the Brown family, you know, specifically for Paul. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't even necessarily um, think about that. But but, yeah, I, you know, coming to Cincinnati um, and, you know, I've 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 heard Mike Mike Brown when he actually does speak publicly, which is not that often. I've I've heard him express a degree of, of appreciation for For Bill Belichick. So yeah, that's, that's a dimension that's, that's, uh, that's interesting that, that, you know, it's not, this isn't doing it against, you know, I don't know, um, the Houston Texans or or,
0: Tennessee or whatever, Tennessee
1: Titans. I mean, yeah, there is, there is some history. This is the Brown family. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's interesting. For me, you know, and a, a lot of people have had this take, uh, as, as you and your listeners well know, the Patriots have not played like the Patriots recently. And so, you know, there's been this sense, and I, I remember the, the on to Cincinnati game, calling you, getting you on my show, and I'm bearing the Patriots. That's it. And then they play the Bengals on Sunday night, beat them 43, believe, 43 17. to 17. Yep. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, frankly, it wasn't that close and uh the rest is history and so you know here there's a sense of well you you know you're you're getting kind of a wounded patriots team uh and, oh, but now they have this they'll they'll get galvanized they'll rally around this they'll come to cincinnati they'll they'll beat the bengals by seven touchdowns which frankly a lot of bengals fans want because it pushes them closer to the number 1 overall pick and you know, we're just going to get an angry Patriots team. And I, I just, in 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 following people and, and hearing people talk about, you know, what, what this is going to mean, I think, if anything, A, it just gives people a, another reason to dislike the Patriots, even if uh, there's really nothing sinister that's in play here. And number two, now there's a genuine sense. This will be the rallying point. This is what they'll rally around. And... Uh, they'll turn it on here over the next uh, three weeks of the regular season. From a personnel standpoint, you could speak to that better than I because I've watched their offense and it's been terrible. But I think that's the fear now. Here we go. They'll, they'll rally around this and, you know, look out the rest of the AFC and the NFL.
0: Speaking with Mo Egger of ESPN 1530 and The Athletic in Cincinnati, just about every man over the age of 25 has experienced some sort of erectile dysfunction issue. And for some, It's more than just occasional. Guys, now you can avoid the time and embarrassment of going to the doctor and get ED drugs like Viagra or Cialis just by calling Healthy Male. HealthyMale.com has been around helping men discreetly for over 20 years, and they have prescribed almost 3 million prescriptions online. 3 million. There's no need to visit your local gas station and buy some phony snake oil treatment. That has zero chance of making any difference. Most orders, they are shipped in a day with discreet packaging right to wherever you are. That's the home, office, hotel, vacation destination, or even FedEx pickup location. And the best part, unlike most companies online, there is no subscription service that you have to cancel. Healthymail.com will only ship pills, uh, ship your pills when you order them and will never automatically charge your card monthly. Right now, Healthy Mail is offering to my listeners, Listeners of Patriots beat twenty pills for forty nine dollars, and that includes a doctor's prescription and free shipping. Order online at www.healthymail.com, or you can always call 4 Viagra. That's one eight seven seven. The number four V I A G R A, and be sure to mention my offer code beat B E A T to get the twenty pills for forty nine bucks. Request from uh, requests for medication are not guaranteed and must be approved by a U.S. licensed physician. So call 1-877-4 Viagra to see if you are indeed eligible and avoid the doctor visits for your ED once and for all. Mention my offer code beat B E A T. All right, why Moegger should <laughs> what a transition. Why should Patriots fans fear this one in twelve Bengals team. Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, Andy Dalton instead of Ryan Finley. What what would you be concerned about if you're Belichick? Well, the, the
1: traffic to Paul Brown Stadium can get a little gnarly, and so maybe they don't get to the game on time. <laughs>
0: right.
1: This team is dreadful, and and admittedly, um, they have played better over the last four weeks. I think the key to that has been a. Um, they haven't played the most explosive offenses um well, but you know they, they're you know, not
0: playing one this week
1: <laughs> right, true, yeah, and so you know, from a defensive standpoint, they've gotten better um there's nothing really to fear um you've got to block carlos Dunlap you, you've you've got to block Geno Atkins um Jesse Bates, who's a second year safety, who had a really good rookie season was you know it really regressed over the first half of this year he's made some plays in recent weeks um they've been better but there there's there's no like discernible strength of this Bengals defense uh, again you know Carlos the lab. linebackers <laughs> the, the linebackers are unspeakably bad um you know that was their biggest need going into the draft last year quite frankly and because the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, jumped in front of them to take Devin Bush. Uh, the Bengals couldn't address that position early in the draft. Um, they, they, you know, I think folks are, are familiar with the fact that this is not a, a team that's uber aggressive in free agency. They don't make a lot of trades for established players. And so they really have to hit home runs in the draft. And, and quite frankly, uh, for a variety of reasons, they haven't done that. So defensively, they're not going to scare you. Now, you know, New England's o- offensive issues are pretty well documented, so, you know, given the way the Bengals have played against, um, you know, relatively feeble offenses, I, I certainly wouldn't expect, uh, the Patriots to come in here and hang a huge number on them, but it is a defense against which you can get healthy. From an offensive perspective, you know, they, they've obviously, you know, brought Andy Dalton back. Uh, he was good against the Jets. Um, he was not very good against the Cleveland Browns uh this offensive line really struggles in keeping quarterbacks upright. They've been better in recent weeks and in opening up holes for the running game. Joe Mixon had a really productive game uh against the Cleveland Browns, I think from from that standpoint, th- there's sort of a usage problem where at times it feels like they really don't know how to use him. Um, you know, obviously the one of the big topics uh, here for months has been the status of AJ Green. He hasn't played a snap this year.
0: Yeah, why is uh, that? Th- uh,
1: well, Number one, he he got hurt on the first day of training camp. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if if this team was I don't know seven and five and not one and twelve or seven and six I guess and not one and twelve. I'm going to guess AJ Green would be playing on Sunday. Um, I'm also going to guess that if AJ Green had a contract for next year. There's a decent chance Fair that point. if he wasn't playing this Sunday, he would have played by now. He has no deal beyond this season. Um, there was a lot of conjecture that, you know, the Bengals might try to trade him at the deadline, but obviously he was never activated, and perhaps that got in the way of making a move. Um, but, you know, the, the, the root cause of it is an ankle injury. You know, he obviously had a foot problem last year and missed half the season. Um, he says he's still sore. The Bengals are still calling him day-to-day. Zach Taylor has said repeatedly, we still hope to get him on the field this year, but it's been weeks since he's gone through a practice. Uh, perhaps we'll know more by, you know, by the time we get to, to the latter stages of the week. But when a guy hasn't played in 13 weeks and he's not practicing, my guess is he's not going to be on the field on Sunday. Auden Tate is, is a really nice sort of revelation they've had at, at wide receiver. Um, He got hurt last week, and he's done for the season. So it's really kind of Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, and a bunch of options that really don't do all that much. So offensively, this is the only team in the NFL that uh, has not scored more than two touchdowns in a game this season. So they're not going to outscore you, and they're not going to scare you on defense. And they have a a first-time, first-year head coach with a a guy – uh, helping with the offense and, 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 Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, who's never been in that capacity before this year, a defensive coordinator in Lou Anarumo, who's never been in his current capacity prior to this season, and a first year head coach who at times has seemed in over his head. So, if you're a Patriots fan and you're thinking, uh, you know, is, is this the week to kind of get things back on track? Uh, you hope it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, Mo, if the, if the Patriots don't win this game, Um, and I, who knows by what score, but if they don't win this, win this game, um, I think a lot of people around here are going to wonder, um, you're going to start hearing this is it for Tom Brady and they're not going anywhere and, you know. You're going to start hearing farewell tributes to the Patriots dynasty. And the irony of that would be, of course, that this this on-to-Cincinnati game has a lot more significance for this current Patriots uh, team than even that one did because that one was the fifth game of the year. This is a situation where you got crap brewing again. Uh, off the field uh, with Spygate 2.0, if you want to call it that. And um, you've got a situation with a team that's struggling, that's lost two straight and never loses three straight in the month of December. I just think there is uh, a lot of fascinating reasons to watch uh, a you know, a 10 and three team against a one and 12 team. I believe actually, uh, it'll be a fascinating game to watch at least early on. Um, but then the Patriots should take care of business. Uh, by the, the way,
1: the first on to Cincinnati game, that was a three, oh, and one Bengals team. That was a good Bengals team. They had won the division the year before. Uh, they went to the playoffs that year. I actually think this would be a scarier game from a New England standpoint if the Bengals were winless. There's a part of me that felt like after they beat the Jets, and finally got that first win after starting 0-11, like the air was going to come out of the balloon a little bit. And not that they let up against the Browns, but I, th- there's a part of me that just goes, you know what, this team was really playing desperate when they were winless. I'm not sure they're really going to the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, and I've, you know, followed the Bengals obviously a long, long time and I, I just can't get a read on what they're going to be like. And I just think the crowd's also going to be a fascinating, um, factor in this game because it's going to be, I was there in Washington and that was no joke. That was 65 to 70% Patriot fans, um, You know, for most of the game. And I think it's probably going to be like that, uh, this week. If the Patriot, if the Bengals don't get off to a good start, I think the Patriot fans will take over Paul Brown Stadium. One more thing I'm going to ask you and I'm going to let you go. You're a Bearcat fan, right? Big time. All right. And they play, uh, Boston College in the Birmingham bowl, January 2nd. Correct? Yes. So (laughs) Michael Warren, I think he is going to be a terrific NFL running back. You
1: could not agree more. He is their best player. He is the best player on this team. Um, He has a chance. I will assume he's coming back to school next year to rewrite the record book at the university of Cincinnati at the running back position. He can get tough yards inside. He can hit home runs with breakaway speed. Um, He is a smart player. He's a good pass catcher. He's a great dude Uh, An unselfish player. Uh, if you know this was a team two years ago they won four games last year they won 11 including their bowl game Michael Warren was the main reason why he ran for 19 touchdowns not nearly as productive this year scoring wise but he is the bread and butter and you watch opposing defenses it's it's abundantly obvious every team goes into the week thinking we are going to stop Michael Warren and very few have been able to
0: I, I really love watching the kid run. I, he's one of, one of my favorite, uh, college players to watch, uh, you know, after the obvious ones toward the top of the draft. Uh, by the way, Joe Burrow, yes or no? Or is it going to be Chase Young that the Bengals take?
1: 100% yes. Uh, I, I like Chase Young a lot. I can understand the argument that he's more of a sure thing. Uh, th- this franchise has, uh, Turn down the chance to draft Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson, among others. (laughs) You can't keep kicking the sidewalk. You can't keep kicking the can down the sidewalk and hope that you're in a position where you could draft Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be there. You're probably going to have the number one overall pick. The consensus is he's the best player coming out. You don't want to lock into Andy Dalton long-term. You've got to get this thing turned around. You can't wait another year. No, it is obvious to me Joe Burrow is the pick, assuming they get the number one overall choice.
0: You were fabulous today, uh, Mo, and I appreciate you taking time out for – uh, being a great dad and taking a, and nursing your daughter back to full health um, you as somebody who has uh, two daughters um, himself I I very much appreciate it Mo I'm going to see you <laughs> on Sunday at Paul Brown Stadium yes
1: I think so yes sir
0: I can't wait to catch up and we're going to talk a lot of Bearcats we're going to talk a lot about Ohio sports uh, in general and I can't wait to see you
1: Drags, I look forward to
0: it, man. Thanks so much. All right. I uh, want to thank everybody for downloading today's podcast. Thank our great guest, Mo Egger of ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati, along with WLW, Fox Sports Ohio, and The Athletic. Also want to thank our great sponsors, BetOnline.ag and HealthyMail.com. For producer Michael Alonji and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. this is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriots Speed Podcast, powered by CLNS Media.